Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, this is Dr. Joseph Juan Walker III, and you're tuned in to Next Level Leader Podcast. This is the podcast where we attempt to inspire, to encourage, and expose you to some of the greatest thought leaders and ideas to help you as a leader become all that we believe you are designed to become. I am so grateful for all of you that are supporting this podcast. You do it every single week, and it means so much. Please share with as many people as you can if it's inspiring you. Let them know that Next Level Leader is the podcast to help leaders get to the next level. I also encourage you to stay connected to me, Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. Follow me. Let's stay connected. Great things coming. We'll be sharing with you, and uh, we share from that platform. So we certainly appreciate it. I want today to share with you something that I believe will be transformational in your life as a leader. Remember, we talk to leaders on this podcast. One of the things that I think is so critical for leaders to know are the rules of relationships. People who want to date you, who are interested in getting married to you, or who may even be married to you but may not get you. I want today to share with you the seven relationship rules for leaders. So pay attention because this is something you should listen to with the one you're dating or the one you're married to or the one who may be interested in you. So they will understand how leaders think. Let's be very clear. Leaders operate at a different altitude. They have a different perspective. And so whenever you engage a leader, a next level leader in terms of dating, In terms of marriage, you have to understand you're not dealing with an average person. You're dealing with somebody who's in that 2%, who's moving in another level, another dimension. And so you have to raise your game up. You have to raise your level of engagement up if you're going to be successful in those kinds of relationships. My wife and I wrote a book titled Becoming a Couple of Destiny. I've written several relationship books because it's something that we're very passionate about. And I believe that if you will really focus in on these seven things, I believe that it would literally change your relationships. It would help you in terms of what you expect. And it will help others know before they even come to you what they need to do in their own life to even qualify for somebody at your level. Number one, I want to talk about your standards are high for a reason. This is the first rule I want to put there because I believe it's important to never negotiate the standard or feel sorry for the standards that you've set as a leader. In the world, so many people negotiate or compromise their standards because it's taking so long or taking time before they get in a relationship. And maybe they're having friends who tell them, you know, you're just, you're just, your standards are too high. They're not being realistic. Fact is, It's because they've compromised and their relationships are not where they need to be. You have succeeded in life for a reason, because you've set the bar high. You've accomplished what you've accomplished because you've set the bar high. If you have certain standards academically, if you have certain standards vocationally, then why not maintain the same standards 
relationally. What you expect should never be compromised. I often say, when you think about commercials, you very seldom see a Rolls Royce commercial. You know why? Because the standard of the Rolls Royce means that they don't have to advertise as often because the person who's going to purchase a Rolls Royce is a very unique customer. And consequently, they're okay with the Rolls Royce having a longer showroom life, being on the showroom longer than, say, a much less expensive vehicle. Why? Because a Rolls Royce is at a standard that only a few people can afford. You have to decide today, are you a Rolls Royce? Are you going to be some rental that a lot of folks just keep running through? Fact is, your standard should always remain high. And it doesn't matter how long it takes. There is a person, there is someone that's being prepared for you as you're waiting and being patient in the process. Hold your head up. Stay encouraged. And do not compromise the standard that you've already set. There are many of you that have a list and you're like, this is what I want. I believe that God will give you the desires of your heart, particularly if those desires line up with the word. And so it is important. Listen to me well. Hear me very well. Don't settle. Don't compromise your standard. I shared this in our ministry some time ago. I gave the analogy, and maybe you'll get it. I talked about a person who's wanting a top-shelf BMW, the 7 Series fully loaded in a particular year. Let's make that make sense for you. Let's say if you want the next year BMW 7 Series, which is the flagship model, and it's on back order. And the dealer comes and says, well, you don't have to wait you know, seven or 10 months of this car, we've got a fully loaded five series. It's really awesome. And we'll even give you a discount because it's the current year and we're trying to move these out of inventory. Now in your spirit, in your mind, you know you want the seven series, but because he's offering you a discount and telling you the five series has all the bells and whistles, you take the five series. Well, you save a little money. You're riding around town. With the 5 Series, seven months later, you're at a stop sign. And guess what? Beside you, on the other side, rather, pulls up the 7 Series BMW. Your mouth drops. You're looking at it, saying, that's my dream car. (laughs) Even though you're in a 5 Series, you're still fantasizing, romanticizing the 7 Series because that's what you really wanted. How many people end up taking something because it's convenient in relationships and then ultimately seeing what they want and saying, that's what I really wanted, but they've settled and they've tied themselves into something that's beneath their standard. Fact is, you've got time and you have every right to maintain your standards. And make sure you know they're high for a reason. Number two, you don't have to sacrifice your dreams on the altar of a relationship. You know, this is a big thing for some people because often we get into relationships and often the person 
dreams end up being on the back burner. People drop out of school or they feel like, well, now I just have to focus on being married and let my dream of opening up a business or let my dream of, you know, establishing this particular nonprofit, you know, go on the back burner, all for the sake of being with this person. See, what next level leaders understand is that whenever you come together with someone, they're in your life to help motivate you to push you toward the fulfillment of that. In a real sense, they have something going on and you have something going on because that's ultimately what this is about. It really is about two people coming together who say, I believe in what's inside of you and you believe in what's inside of me. And therefore, we work together in partnership, in tandem to encourage each other, push each other. See, this is a significant rule for a lot of people because you end up growing bitter because you'll talk about all the years you gave up to be in the relationship. And if that relationship doesn't work out, then some people never bounce back from that. So you must understand that if you have dreams and visions, things that you know you want to see fulfilled, a relationship doesn't have to mean the end of those things. Remember Philippians 1 and 6 says, that thing that God began in you, he will perform unto the day of Jesus Christ. So you've got to believe, absolutely believe, that those things are not going to be canceled for the fulfillment of a relationship. They're only going to be enhanced. They're only going to go to the next level. That's how you know it's a person that God sent in your life because they won't ask you to sacrifice your dreams, your visions on the altar of fulfilling a relationship. Someone's asking you, why do you have to do that? I'm giving you this. I'm giving you that because next level leaders are not looking for somebody to take care of them. Next level leaders are looking for somebody to come alongside them and conquer the world. And so as a result, here is a critical, critical principle, right? Number three, we view it as marriage and merger. I'm going to let that sink in. See, leaders don't just view it as marriage. They view it as merger too. Marriage is the spiritual side of it. Absolutely it is. It's what God brings together. Let no man put asunder. It is becoming one flesh. It is all those things. It is 1 Corinthians 14 and what love is. It's all those things, right? It is how God weaves two people's lives together. But it's also merger. It's also the natural side of coming together as a united front. Coming together as a power couple. Don't apologize for that. I'll be very honest with you, Dr. Steph and I, we had our list and we both, before we knew each other, we were very clear about this. My wife and I, my wife is a practicing physician when I met her. She was in Boston working on faculty at Harvard in a clinical neonatal unit. I'm pastoring, I'm leading. We both leaders in our own right. We come together and we see this, look, I want to marry at my level. I want to marry because this is really a merger. When you think about banks coming together, you think about businesses merging, they merge because they bring value to each other. And they recognize in order to be effective, we've got to join our resources together to corner this market. You see, so often, a lot of folks come together with people who bring no value. And so as a result, all the values in you 
the person comes in dependent upon you. That's not a merger. That's a takeover. <laughs> you see, what you've got to understand is that there has to be a level of financial stability. You have every right as a leader to demand that a person has a certain level of financial stability in their life. They don't have to make as much money as you, but they at least have to be able to handle money well. This is a merger. I'm not working my entire life to get my credit score to a certain level, marry someone who's going to bring my credit score down 200 points because their credit messed up. I'm not going to marry someone who's coming into the relationship with debt. I'm not talking about student loans. That's good debt. I'm not talking about mortgages. That's good debt. I'm talking about crazy credit card debt. I'm talking about all the clothes and shoes they bought, and now they want to bring that kind of spending habit into the marriage. That's ludicrous. So how people handle money speaks volumes of their integrity. You want to know where a person's heart is? Look at how they spend their money and how they handle it. You have to come and think about these things. There are some people who tell you, oh, no, money doesn't matter. Just love the person until those bills start piling up. And you begin to realize that money is one of those things, one of the top three things that often ends marriages. You have to think about these things as a next level leader. You're working hard every single day to build the nest egg and you're setting these emotions for your future. When you come together with somebody as a next level leader, you need to demand this. And listen, I need to understand what your credit score is. I need to know how you handle money because I'm trying to build something here. I'm trying to build an empire here. I'm trying to leave an inheritance to my children's children. And I want to make sure that I'm not the only one out here making this happen, but that you're doing it as well. It's something we don't talk about often, but it's something we should talk about more frequently. Because if we did, we wouldn't see so many failed marriages because of money issues. This is so important. Finding somebody to help you as a couple understand how to put yourself on a path together jointly to fulfill the dreams and goals that you have for your future is a powerful thing, even while you're dating, to say, hey, how are you handling money on your end? how I'm handling money on my end. And when we come together, what will be our strategy? Because this is not just a marriage, it's a merger too. <laughs> Two people are coming together, bringing all of their histories together. See, marriage is a collision of two histories. How we handle those things in our past often show up in our present. Here's lesson number four. Lesson number four is having shared spiritual and social values. Now pay attention to this one because this is really key, right? When you think about it, Bible talks about being equally yoked. Do not be unequally yoked. That's a spiritual terminology that helps you understand that our spiritual values must be the same. A next level leader who dates someone or comes into a relationship or who marries a person, this is a non-negotiable. Spiritually led person, person who has a relationship with God, a person who doesn't have to be begged to go to worship with me. If you want to go to parties with me or you want to go to functions with me, but you can't go to church with me, that's a red flag. You need someone in your life who has shared spiritual values. You shouldn't have to compromise all of your convictions and your relationship with God just to be in that relationship. You make it an idol if you do. You've loved God. You've trusted God. You've been a faithful tither. You've been a faithful attendee in worship. 
you get in a relationship and the person's like, well, I'm just not into that. That's a sign. That's a sign. You need to make certain that the person that you are dating or in a relationship with has a shared value. You have to ask yourself, is being attracted, being involved in that relationship greater than God's expectation for your life? Are you willing to say to God, Lord, I know I was faithful. I was coming to church. I was so involved, and, but I just had to have this relationship and I want to make this person feel better more than satisfy you. You see, as a leader, we bring people to the level where we are. And I believe it's important not only in the spiritual realm, it's important in the social realm. Our values, how we view education. What are our life values? Steph and I talked about in our book, we talked about how we had a very high premium on education. Both of us have terminal degrees. She has an MD degree. I have a doctorate degree from Princeton. And we both took a very, very, very high interest in investment in education. And that means for us that it's something that we prioritize in a relationship. Everybody's not going to get a doctorate degree or a terminal degree, but it means that at least you ought to have a high school diploma. You ought to at least be someone who's trying to get out here and make it. And if you have a high view as a leader of education, that means how you raise your children is going to matter. It means you're not being hypocritical, telling your kids, stay in school, education matters, but then it didn't matter to you. See, you have to be the example for your children. They must see you in these spaces of really making it work and, and being focused on education. Your children have to see you focused on these values. And so in a relationship, these are things that are a great value to you and how you raise your children and the, and the legacy by which your family will move. You see, these are the kind of principles that will have lifelong implications Shared spiritual values, shared social values. Don't you think about this for a moment. Let's put these two together. If you were in the hospital and the doctor walked in and gave you bad news and said it's 50-50 whether or not you're going to make it, and the person that you're in a relationship right now, if that was the person left in the room and you needed someone to pray with you right then and you couldn't pray, literally with your mouth because they had you incapacitated. You couldn't pray and you needed someone to verbally pray over you in that moment. Would you trust that the person you're with right now would one, have the authority to pray, the courage to pray, and their prayer would actually make it to heaven? Would you believe that right now? Would you trust your life to that person if you could not say yes, perhaps you ought to reevaluate the people in your life. You see, I know that personally, right? I've been through that situation. I've lost a spouse. When I've lost a spouse, I know the power when it comes down to the last moment and being at the bedside and praying for someone. It's important to know who's going to be there in those last moments with you, whether or not it's going to be somebody spiritual or whether it's going to be somebody consumed with themselves. Number five, and this is going to be important. I think this one's, this is going to be <laughs> a person who's not intimidated by your success, rather they're motivated. I hear so many people who are at certain levels say, 
it's just so hard out here because people are intimidated by my success. And I say to them, it must not be the next level leader because see, next level leaders are motivated by your success. These are red flags in relationships and people are intimidated by your success or they feel less than because you're achieving and they can't celebrate it. Let these be red flags for you. You need people who are not intimidated by how you're blessed and the trajectory you're on and the promotions you're getting and the victories you're getting along the way. You know it's a person that God has sent in your life when they are celebrating you and they're constantly pushing and promoting you. You see, what Steph and I realized a long time ago, there are going to be moments in our marriage where I'll have to decrease while she increases and then she has to decrease while I increase. What do you mean by that? I mean, there are moments in which I may write a book and it's like a book tour and it's my time to be out there. She's like, you know what? I'm going to be on the front row pushing you. Then there are times in which she's out here doing extraordinary things in, in, in health and wellness and I stand down and I just support her and I'm pushing her. I'm not intimidated. I'm not competing with her to the degree that I feel like, you know, my, my little, you know, light has been dimmed because the light's on her. I'm celebrating her. I'm encouraging her because I realize now more than ever, we are forced to be reckoned with. So when you are dating, make sure a person's insecurities are not overshadowing the relationship and truncating your success, you feel somewhat intimidated or you feel cautious in sharing the good news with the person that you're in relationship with for fear of how it's going to impact them negatively. That person should be the person you share all the good things that are getting ready to happen in your life with. You should share them like instantly, gladly. If you're having difficulty sharing with them about a promotion, or raise on a job, or a door opening up, you have to ask yourself, is this really the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with? I can't spend my life with people who are intimidated by my success because if they're intimidated now, they're going to lose their mind based on the trajectory that I see myself going. You've got to have people in your life who are motivated by your success. Here's number six. This is a big one. Remember you come together for purposes greater than yourself. You come together for purposes greater than yourself. That was really the thesis of the book that we wrote. I encourage you to get it. Becoming a couple of destiny, right? We realized that God was bringing two people together for something much larger than themselves. And so consequently, we realized that the relationship was not just designed to be self-consuming, but it was designed to be a force in the world to make change. We recognize that our relationship was to be not transactional, but to be transformational. It was to be a transformational force in the world that when we came together, we got stuff done. We established stuff in the earth that would help move the needle in a positive direction. You see, I believe it's important when you understand that thing that you come together for in a relationship, that's the thing that you fight for. That's the thing that keeps you together. See, if you only come together because I like you, you like me, we're in love, oh my God, we're going to make pretty babies together. Man, you're missing the point because you understand there'll be days you'll wake up and you'll be upset at each other. There'll be times in which you, you just don't feel like it. And sometimes you give up when you run into those walls. But when you know what you are fighting for, 
you understand why you came together, it's a powerful thing. And let me tell you something. Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing can hinder a relationship that is purpose-oriented. When a relationship is set on a course and it understands why it exists, nothing can come against that powerful force in the universe. You come together with someone, ask yourself, what is it in the world that God is calling us together to do together? You're going to do some extraordinary things individually. But then you have to think, what am I going to do with this person collectively? What is it that God has called us to do that's bigger than ourselves? Well, you've been listening in and we've gotten to number seven. Well, drum roll, please. (laughs) Number seven is knowing what's at the root. And this is a big one. You know, I've written a book, Restored at the Root. In this book, the whole idea was to help people understand that if you don't deal with the unreconciled issues at the core of your reality, if you don't deal with the root, you're going to have some problems with the fruit. What you must do is be an investigator. When you are about to enter into a marriage or relationship with someone, all that you have invested, it's okay to ask the right questions. You've got to ask root questions. You've got to go at what makes a person the way they are. You've got to study their family. You've got to understand the history and context out of which they've come. Have conversations about their hurts and pains and joys. and Have conversations about their upbringing and about how they view life and how, and how they've gotten through trauma. Because these are the kinds of things that will help you understand how this person operates in the world. So often we think people are being hysterical when they're actually being historical because there are things at the root. When I understand the root issues, I understand your triggers. I understand your sensitivities. I understand your proclivities. I understand who you are as a person without generalizing or labeling you. I'm able to have more of a situational context of who you are as a person and how you are framed and I understand why you're very passionate about this and why you're not passionate about that. It's getting at the root. I understand how you view intimacy and I understand how you view the future and how you're motivated and what those triggers are because I understand the essence of who you are. Every time I do relationship teaching, I often ask people to make these concentric circles. I ask them to make like three circles, right, inside of each other. On the outside of that circle, I asked them to put the word perception. And working their way in, I asked them to put the word image. Then I asked them to put the word integrity. And then I asked them in the core to put the word truth. So often we come into relationships based on perception. You know, how people perceive us to be. This person thinks or heard about me and therefore they develop the perception about me. And even if it's right or wrong, We love to be perceived certain ways, right? That may not necessarily be our authentic self. And if someone perceives you to be a particular way, then we often move the next realm and create an image to support their perception of us. That's why 
social media is so popular. Instagram, that's why Snapchat, that's why all of these images on Facebook are so popular. But those may not be a person's truth. These are just images. And sometimes when you're chasing perception and you chase these images, you think that's a person's reality until you really become a next level leader and you're not impressed with perception, nor are you swayed by image. You begin asking questions of integrity. You begin in places where people actually never arrive at. You start asking those piercing questions that are at the root. You're not concerned about Googling a person, look at all their pictures and kind of figure out all their pictures on Facebook. And I went down and looked at what you were wearing and what you were driving. No, you're asking value questions. You're asking questions about their history and how they overcame these difficult seasons. And you're asking questions about their parents and grandparents. These are questions of integrity, how they deal with difficult seasons and how they got through bad relationships and owning the stuff they did wrong. And when you start asking those questions right at the root, you get to the inner core, which is truth. The Bible says you shall know the truth and it shall make you free. Relationships are never designed to be ungodly padlock. <laughs> they were designed to be holy wedlock. Often we view relationships and people get into them in marriages, you know, as the ball and chain. People are often trying to escape them, looking for ways out, looking for ways to go back to their normal, regularly scheduled program because they never ask the right questions. And they're entangled in this web of deception brought upon by their inability to ask the appropriate questions. The reason I did this podcast today, because I want to have a real raw conversation with you today about relationships. Maybe your relationship has gone awry as you look at these seven areas and realize Maybe I didn't do that. Or maybe I should have done this. Maybe you should go back and revisit this list over against your relationship. Maybe you're a person out there single and you're like, I'm out here working on my doctorate degree or I'm out here as an educator or I'm in the medical profession or I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm a nurse and I'm out here trying to figure out it's so hard in the relationship terrain for me. Well, here's the deal. If you hold these seven rules true, what you are looking for is absolutely looking for you. Make no mistake about it. Probably on the other side of this podcast is someone who's just as excited about meeting somebody like you as you are just excited about meeting somebody like them. They're out there. You just have to stay on the floor like that Rolls Royce for the right person to walk in at the right time and appreciate your value. I hope you have been blessed today by this podcast. I hope it has enlightened you and inspired you. Relationships are tough, but they matter. And for next level leaders, we have rules. <laughs> we don't enter haphazardly into relationships. We do them with great intentionality. Remember, this is going to set the tone for the rest of your life. It's one of the most major decisions you'll ever make in your life who you spend the rest of your life with. The Bible says, be fruitful and multiply. Before I close, think about that. I refuse to multiply or reproduce with someone 
who is not fruitful at the front. I'm Dr. Joseph Vaughn Walker III. Thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader. Share this podcast with as many people as you can and follow me at Joseph Walker 3. And until next time, you be blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com or whatever podcast or download it. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph Walker 3. I look forward to connecting with you.